You got to go. Your daddy already been there. that I got while I was lying down. Every one of us have to walk through some type of valley yes, right. and shadow right. of death. Amen. Not only death in the physical sense, but death to Amen. a relationship. Amen. Death to a job. Death, 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 death to situations Amen. and circumstances. Amen. There's always some situation that will present itself, Henry, as a deathly That's or right. deadly right. situation. Oh God. They turned their back on you and they walked out on you and you thought that that was the end of it. Somebody might as well have gone and put a bullet in your head. Y'all, y'all better talk back to me because somebody in here been in that situation. You so devastated. You so disappointed. You so in despair that it is a deathly and deadly situation. You feel like your life might as well have ended. But I got some good news for you. They may have walked out with a shepherd that's still with you. And I should have a better shot right there. I said the I said the shepherd. I didn't say your homie. I didn't say your boo or your bae. I said your shepherd. 
Okay, okay, y'all playing with me, but that's okay. I said the shepherd is still with you. The shepherd never leaves the sheep. And even if his rotation changes, and he won't leave until another shepherd comes and steps in his place. Y'all not talking back to me, but it's okay. So in other words, you are never without leadership. You are never without a shepherd to feed you. You're never without a shepherd to guide for you. And you're never without a shepherd to provide for you. I don't care where you go, oh God. You can go to the depths of hell. And the Bible says that you're with me even there. Y'all not saying nothing to me. And you're sitting on your seat. And I'm about to bid you good day. Because I ain't going to preach this hard on my birthday weekend. Y'all ain't saying nothing. But I just got some good news for somebody. Two or three of y'all. The shepherd is with me. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't get it twisted. I still have a shepherd. And let me help you. The shepherd don't distinguish and and discriminate against the sheep. I just lost everybody right there. 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 And because they may not go to this church, don't mean nothing. That's right. Because their HR denomination may not mean nothing. It's a personal thing. The Lord is my shepherd. My shepherd. Jesus said, other sheep I have. That are not of this folk. Y'all ain't ready for this gospel. Other sheep I have that are in this fold right here. Why y'all so quiet? I got other sheep that y'all don't even know. I got sheep that don't look like you. Don't smell like you. Don't poop like you. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I got sheep that don't eat the same stuff y'all do. But I'm so bad because I'm the Lord is that I can be any kind of shepherd to the sheep that I got. Y'all, 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 y'all. I got sheep that got tattoos. That's where I'm going to sit down because y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. I got sheep that got nose piercing and eyelid piercing and navel piercing. Y'all not saying nothing to me, but I wish you some. I got lesbian sheep. That's where I'm going to lose everybody. That are not of this phone. But don't you worry about it. Because I'm bringing it. Why y'all sitting down? Why y'all sitting down? Why y'all sitting down? Because you better bless God that you got in the sheep phone. Because such was some of us. Y'all not saying nothing. I got murderers that are my sheep. I got adulterers that are my sheep. I got fornicators that are my sheep. Keep your hands off of my sheep because they belong to me and I'm going to bring them. And you better get yourself together because I might not bring them to your sheep though. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Because I got some fragile sheep. I got some sheep who have had their feelings hurt. I got some sheep that have seen a form of godliness. But y'all ain't the church. I got some sheep that can identify real people better than you can. I got some sheep that can call you out better than you can. I got some sheep that know false prophets better than you do. And you running after false prophecy. And I've given you a shepherd to feed you. And the other sheep can identify and discern whether that's real or memorized. 
keep your hands off my sheep. That's what Jesus said. Keep your hands off my sheep. The disciples run around talking about, talking about, yeah. Yeah, they over there with John and, and right. he baptizing and, 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 and they over right. healing folks and, and they over uh, they, well Jesus said well, well wait a minute are they doing anything against us come on, come on. No. then leave them alone then leave them alone I am I am because here's the reason why because we get so stuck we get so stuck stop, in religious rudiments and what we think God means about stuff. And he said, my mind is your mind, my ways is your ways, my thoughts are not your thoughts. I don't think like you. I don't do like you. I don't treat people like you do. You're not saying nothing to me. I don't judge people like you. I don't dog people like you. I made them. They belong to me.
And I'm gonna still bring her. I will bring her. I'm gonna bring her. It's gonna take years, but I'm gonna bring her. It's gonna take time, but I'm gonna bring her. It was his love that lifted me. It was the love of Jesus. It was nothing that I did. It wasn't a decision that I made. Because he found me in a place where I made the worst decision of my life. God, I thank you this morning. It was in a place where I made the worst decision of my life. And it could have gotten me cut off from God all the way. But he saw me right where I was. And right where I was, I quoted this 23rd song. Oh God, I thank you. Come on, 
He's been banking on you walking and having to take the valley, the low walk. He's been banking on the fact that I, I might have to take this low walk. This is a low time. This is a down time in my life. It's a low place in my life. Watch this. And the only place that he can get at you is in the low place. God, I thank you. And the reality is that sometimes we got to walk through low places. Are y'all with me? I've had plenty of them in my life. And I may have even in the furthest of my days. There may be some more low places. But thou art with me. And, and watch this. He, 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 he deals with the fact that, the, that they're taking a valley walk. Y'all yeah. stay with me. They're taking a low walk. And the only way that I can emanate or bring in any fear is to create shadows. God, I thank you. And shadows is not the real thing. It's just a version of what was. Oh, God, I thank you. Oh, shadows of your past. Shadows of where you were. God, I thank you. Shadows of the sin you committed. Come on, talk to me. Shadow of what things you did. Shadow of the mistakes you made. Shadows of your failures. Shadows of your mistakes. Help me, somebody. Oh, God. The only thing the devil can deal in is your shadows. I wish I had somebody else in here. But the next time somebody tries to discourage you, the next time somebody tries to bring your past up, tell them it's in the shadow. Tell them it's in the shadow. Tell them that's a shadow. That's a shadow. It's a figment of your imagination. It's a version of what was. Y'all are not Situation. That's right. That's right. 
To their situation. What was. Not what is. What was. Y'all, y'all, you catch us in a minute. Not, 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 not what is. And what can be. But what was. Shadow. 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 Yes. And so I said, well, I listened to her and uh I you know, I, let me be honest. Y'all ready for me? Transparency, y'all ready? Just a real moment of transparency. Ready? Y'all ready? Y'all y'all good? I wasn't having a real good day in morning at that point. Amen. Wasn't feeling too good, you know, you know, in my spirits. I was still kinda, you know, kinda like uh so I thought I'd go over and work out. Because it is, you know, scientifically and, and yeah. physiologically proved that it releases positive endorphins in the brain when you exercise. Right. And so I love to work out and run, love to run, y'all know that. But so I went over, hey, it was a press, shout press. Right. Right. And uh, thank God the gym is just right, literally in walking distance. I walk right across the yard to get to my gym and uh, from where we live. And so I walked on over and went on in and encountered that. Needless to say, and just don't 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 judge. Don't me. judge. Do it. Do it. I picked up my my gym bag and I walked out. I, I told that lady, I said, Well, I'm praying for you. Honey. I picked up my bag and walked out the gym and went back home. Because I just didn't have nothing left in me. It means that I didn't have nothing left in me, baby. To work out, y'all ain't saying nothing. Amen. Okay, because I got sucked into the shadow. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 Sucked into the shadow. Yeah. Yeah. So you gotta be careful yes, that right. you don't get sucked right. into the, to other folks' shadow. Because yes, right. the truth be told, you got your shadow to deal with. Amen. That's right. Y'all right. don't better talk back yes, to all right. right. And before you know it, now watch this. That thing stayed with me. And stay this couple of weeks stay with me and stay with me, you know. And, and I, I was praying for the lady and all, but you know, I'm starting well because she went on telling me, you know, I, it just, I got it. I started with an ache in my back, and then I went to the hospital. I, shit, I got the whole story. Well, oh, wow, I got a little ache in my back. <laughs> of a version of something. Uh -huh. Yes, ma'am. The slightest trace of something. Uh -huh. Watch this. Is also to follow or observe someone closely and right. typically right. in secret. Shadow. Well, Pastor will tell you, I started to feel a little something in my back. My Lord, my Lord. And 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 the shadow said, well, maybe there's something. So watch, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. But how many of y'all know everything that is in the dark Amen. comes to light? Yes, it does. So I go back to the gym the other day. I got some bold. It is funny though. I, I got bold. I went back. I said, well, I'm going to go back. I'm going to work out and get on the treadmill because right. I'm, I'm running. Right. I'm trying to train. Amen. 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 Yeah, amen. I'm training. Yes, I'm still training. Son. But we training for half a marathon. I ran a marathon, ran half a marathon, ran races. But I, it's been a while. 
And so, 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 watch this. So, I go over, because it's raining outside. And I said, well, let me go on over to the gym. Y'all good with this story? Amen, you know? amen. I go over to the gym. I said, let me, mm -hmm. let me, let me try this again. Amen, amen, amen. Say it, say it. Try this again. It's raining. I can't run outside the rain. Because I can't afford broken pelvis in two or three places, you know, and that's where it's at. I can't afford to slip and fall, y'all hear me? So I got to stabilize. Stabilize. Myself. Yeah. You know. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So. She's falling. She can't get up. Uh, you don't want to Let me try it again. So I, I go in. And she's on the trail. Okay. She's walking. I said, praise God. So I, the Holy Ghost in me said, go on over to the treadmill. Walk right on over there. Where she went. Put your face in the treadmill. All right. So I got on, I spoke to her, how you doing? Hey man, and, uh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I nicely got on the treadmill. Right. While I'm running, yeah. I hear her talking mm -hmm. to one of the young men mm -hmm. yeah. that work in the gym. And do you not know? Wow. He spoke, said, hello, well, how are you? She said, oh. did you know I have stage four? Oh my God. And yes, and they said, and the doctors are saying this, and the doctors, and my father died at age 47. Yes, yes and my mother died. And my brother died. It wasn't before, it wasn't long before I said, you know what? She telling this boy the same story. She told me. The little fella, nice little guy, he saved. I knew he was saved, but I sure enough saw and heard it now. He said, but you know what? You know what? The Lord works in mysterious ways. That's right. That's right. And he said, you know, you never know what God is doing. I'm praying for you. Amen. And he Amen. said, bye-bye. I said, I turned up my chair here. I said, let me get my behind running. Because what I come to realize is it was a shadow. Oh, y'all not paying that and in the shadow is a seed. Oh, God. A seed of fear is embedded in the shadow. What I come to understand, son, is that what this woman wasn't working on being well. She was telling the story of her shadow. She's walking through the valley and the shadow of death. And apparently, she content to walk through there. Because there was no positivity. There was no hope. There was only the history of where she had already walked through. Y'all not saying nothing to me. You got to be careful. And I said, let me get myself together. Ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm not taking on nobody else's figment of their imagination or otherwise. What am not saying nothing to me. You better watch what you listen to, what you look at. Who you hear, and if you're walking through a valley and shadow, now know that you're not by yourself, the Lord is with you. That shadow was on a sure assignment. And I said, let me finish my workout. Watch this. And walk out of here. Yeah, though I walk. Because here's the thing, David didn't say I stay in it, I walk through it. He didn't say, I stay in it, I walk through it. Yea, though I walk through. Let me finish this. I got to finish this. Are y'all ready? Verse 6 is where we stop. 
It's the end. This is it. Surely. Surely. Hey, don't give me at least at least five more minutes. Surely. Goodness. And mercy. Surely. Surely. Goodness and mercy. Surely. Surely. I didn't give y'all the title of this message. Things are closer than you think. Okay. Hallelujah. Surely. Goodness and mercy. Will follow me. Not one in front of me, y'all. Catch it. Will follow me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Because watch this. What all this was about, leading me beside still waters, restoring my soul, leading me in the paths of righteousness, walking through the valley in the shadow of death, was so that I could get to the house. Because the table's in the house. Y'all missed that. I'm trying to get to the house and I shall dwell. This is how it is in the house of the Lord forever. My, my goal, my direction, my destination, my ambition is to get to the house so that I can sit at the table so he can anoint my hair with oil. I'm not dealing with that right now. I'm just talking about getting to the house. Anybody knows that to get anywhere of any distance, you got to drive to get there. You won't drive, you won't fly. Literally, for most of us around here, getting just from place to place in the city round about, we're either going to ride a bus that is driven by a driver, or we're going to ride an Uber that's driven by a driver, or we're going to drive ourselves in a car, correct? Amen. How many of us know that with any, even, even in an aeroplane, there are, there are three mirrors. There is the, 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 there is the rear view mirror, right? The one that's right in front of you. Are you with me? There are the side view mirrors. Are you with me? Are you with me? Now, I'm just trying to get to the house at this point. Henry, I'm just trying to get home, all right? And I'm getting this message home as well. I'm just trying to get home. I'm trying to get to surely, goodness and mercy, follow me all day, and I shall dwell in the house. I've been through the valley, I've been through the shadow, I've been through still waters, y'all know with me? I've been through the ups and downs, the curves, and all that alike. I'm trying now to get to the house there because the table is prepared in the house. The table wasn't in the valley, the table wasn't beside the still waters, the table wasn't in the, come on somebody, in the shadow. I've walked through the shadow, I've walked through the valley, I'm trying to get to the house. I'm just trying to get home. But in getting there, watch this, I drive in my vehicle, which has a rear view mirror. It has two side view mirrors, oh God. These mirrors are, are on every vehicle and they offer different perspectives. They offer, they offer different views, they offer different scenes. It, it, it's different ways of seeing things, different ways of seeing where you've been, different ways of seeing where you are, and different ways of seeing where you're going. God, I thank you. Uh, y'all, 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 I'm bringing it. I'm trying to get home. So help me right here to preach and get home. Help me to get this message on home to it. One 
reflective. There are mirrors, or there are mirrors, and they offer me different. They offer you different perspectives, and depending on how the mirrors are positioned, uh, uh, will be the perspective that I have on where I've been, where I am, and where I'm going. Oh God, God, God! When He made me lie down, He changed my position and He changed my posture, so I don't see things the way I used to see them because I took the restored and be refreshed and be renewed and be revived so that when I start walking again and he started leading me again and I walked through the valley and the shadow it did not change my perspective on who God is. I wish I had a church right here. It did not change my mind about who God is. Because if he's a God in the valley, he's a God in the mountain. If he's a God in shadows, he's a God and depending upon their position in relation to your direction will determine whether or not you arrive at your destination. Oh God, the way you desire. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Watch this, and I am almost home, almost home. These three mirrors, and your side view mirrors, either both or one of them will have this message. I thank you. Come on, Come on. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. Either one mirror or both of the mirrors will have this simple message. Things are closer. Missing a good place to shoot. Things are close. Then they appear. In other words, let me preach this out. Because we almost home. On the left side, that side you mean is goodness. On the right side, that side you mean is mercy. Yeah. On my left side, when I'm looking in the mirror, bear, yeah. it says, it reminds me, yeah. Sister Novella, yeah. that things that I've been waiting on God to do, yeah. the things that I've been waiting to see, the places that I've been waiting to go, yeah. the miracle that I've been waiting on, the promise that I've been believing God for, everything that I've been driving on this way, trusting and believing God to do. I don't say focus on my rear view mirror, because it Look 
get in our way to keep Jesus out of our view. Y'all ain't saying that to me. Blind spots. When driving is an area where a person's view is obstructed. Oh, God, I thank you. So when I'm walking through the valley and the shadow of death, uh, the shadows are obstructing my view. They get in and create a blind spot. You gotta watch out for the blind spots. Are y'all staying with me? Uh, it is the angle of the rear view mirror that eliminates the blind spots on both sides. So that if something gets in my blind spot, all I got to do is make an adjustment to my rear view mirror, my side view mirror. All I got to do is make an adjustment. Watch this. So all I got to do is make an adjustment to goodness and make an adjustment to mercy. And say, God, you are my shepherd. And I need you to come down and melt me make so that I can align my and angle my perspective in how you see my destiny. I'm trying to get home. I'm trying to sit down at the table that you prepared for me in the presence of my enemies. But there's some stuff in my blind spot. And the only way to eliminate my blind spot is to change the angle of my mirror. I wish I had somebody in this church today I've been seeing stuff wrong. I've been seeing stuff from a different perspective. I've been seeing people wrong. I've been seeing the church wrong. I've been seeing you wrong. I've been seeing my job wrong. I've been seeing folks that hate on me wrong. I don't need to look at them from my rear view mirror. I need to see them from the side view mirror. Goodness and mercy. Can I submit to you that somebody in this building that needs to make an adjustment? Everybody stand. Shall make the adjustment. Make the adjustment. Amen. 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 Let's thank God one more time for Pastor Nikki for being here. Appreciate her. Turn quickly to Second Timothy. Second Timothy. Uh, chapter 1, verses 6 through 9, and it's very familiar uh, text of stories. So I want you to turn there, and we're going to read that. When you're there, say, I'm there. All right, not enough, I'm there yet. Second Timothy two, uh, 1, I'm sorry, 6 through 9, chapter 1, verse 6 through 9. Second Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. You there? That feels better. That feels better. All right, here we go. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. But thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel. Let me read that again. But be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling.
Just look at both of your neighbors real quick, and I won't have you talk to your neighbor alive, I promise. Just utter one word to them. Contradictions. Contradictions. All right, do it again. Contradictions. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Now, I would like that you would do something for me. As you can tell, I'm a little raspy this morning. And so I need you not feeling all that well. But I know that if you pray, uh, then God will say something. Amen. If you pray, God will say something. Contradictions. It's defined, I'm going to define contradictions this way. It is the ideas and the beliefs that are opposed to the present circumstances or the reality that you find yourself in. In other words, a contradiction is I said one thing, but it don't look like anything that I said. I, I, I'm, I, we have to learn how to be able to handle the contradictions. Come on, somebody, and talk back to me. Now, now so this Paul then and Timothy uh, in this text, because Paul is the writer of this text here, and what he is doing, he is writing to Timothy to remind him to stir up the gift. Now, if you've got to be reminded of something, it means that you are not doing it. Right. Come on and talk back to me. So Paul then intercedes here to remind Timothy of what God has said to him and what God has put in him. Come on, come on. See, you need to be reminded of some of those prayers that your grandmother prayed. You need to be reminded... Of, of, of the church of old. You need to be reminded of that mother and that deacon that would pull you aside and tell you to get yourself together. You need to be reminded of some things that, that, that were in your past that developed your present. See, we have forgotten, come on somebody, we have forgotten the old landmarks and so as a result, we want everything to shine and everything to glitter and everything to sound good. But God wants to remind you of where you came from. That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. And we need to be reminded. So Paul, Paul then take, brings Timothy along and says, what are you doing, boy? Stir up the gift that's inside of you. He has to remind him, which, which tells us that Timothy wasn't on his game. Come on, somebody. And I believe that the church is prophetically right now not on its game. It needs to be. I'm talking. I'm not talking about fresh start. I'm talking about the church universal. It's not on its game right now, and it needs to be shaken up and reminded. We want all this new stuff. We want glitter. We want glitz. But God is bringing us back to remind us of something. Paul and Timothy are two men both living in contradiction. The biblical history would indicate that Timothy was raised by his mother Eunice and his grandmother Lois, who were both believing Jews, which meant they were messianic. In other words, they believed in the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Jews in that day, uh, they believed in Jesus. They were considered the, the uh, Messianic Jews. Right. Come on, they're still considered Messianic Jews today. Right. Yeah. 
Now his father, Timothy, was Greek. Now his father was Greek and there is very little mentioned about him. He's mentioned here in this text and he's not mentioned again until the book of Acts. But there's very little said about Timothy. Now we know that Timothy was not raised under Judaism because he was not circumcised. Circumcision is not a doctrine of the Christian faith. So for a young boy not to be circumcised, Elder Novella, meant he wasn't living by the Judaism laws of that time and by that religion. Now, you've got to understand that that Messianic Jews and, and Judaism and Greek mythology were not partners. There was a space and time in a window when they were together. But during this time, they didn't get along. Come on, somebody, talk to me. It is easy to conclude then that the reason why his mother and his grandmother raised him and imparted to him was because there may have been a conflict between mama and daddy. Come on, come on and talk back to me. There may have been a conflict here because there's really no mention of his father. He's not living his father's faith. And daddy don't get mentioned again until Acts. And that's just for reference point. So, so the reality is there may have been something going on here. You know, he, he, he may have had something going on here between mama and daddy. Now, you can't, now, let me just parenthetically say this. For those of you who are single, please do not hook up with the wrong person. Don't hook up with people that don't believe like you. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Watch this. I didn't say don't hook up. Let me just clean this up real quick. When Pastor Nikki and I met, I was not saved. She was. Now watch this, y'all. Before y'all judge me, I see you looking at me in that tone of voice. First of all, I need you to know I had game because she's sitting over there and I'm standing over here. And 34 years have passed. Come on, somebody. And that's the only woman I've woke up to in 34 years. Okay, so don't trip on me. Don't trip on me. But you need to understand, although I was not saved, I still believed in God and was raised in church. So I was conceptually on the road map. I wasn't saved, but I was safe. Come on, somebody. Now, 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 had I been a Buddhist or something like that, I would have got the boot. But I believed in Jesus. Come on and talk back to me. So, so when I say don't hook up with people, wrong person, I mean don't hook up with people that don't believe like you. Preferably that they are saved. But if they're not, amen, pray a long time before you say yes. Amen. Glory to God. Now, Paul's background. So, if we look at Timothy's background, imagine you being raised by your mom and your grandmother. It's easy for us to imagine that today because it happens all the time. But in their day, it rarely happened. So, he, he, he was a little softy. Come on, somebody. If you actually study the life of Timothy and you actually go back and study it, they will tell you that people viewed him as soft. Right. 
was under such a nurturing environment for so long. Because cause mommies and grandmas are the most nurturing people in the, in the world. Daddies, we don't do that. We want to know why you acting like you acting, and if you don't straighten up with a quickness, we will deal with you right there. Come on and talk back to me. So, so, so he's he's a he's a mama's boy. Yeah, he's Tim is a mama's boy. Can't y'all see little Tim? Come on, come on and talk back to me. So Timothy spent, but. It also is precluded, then you get, now, let me just say this, parenthetically, then if he was a softy, imagine the things that he had to go through as a child growing up. He was probably bullied. He was talked about. He was called a mama's boy. Come on, somebody. He was asked where his daddy was, and he couldn't answer. He, he felt some shame and some pain. Are you hearing me? And while I'm on that pain thing, Will you please stop trying to avoid pain? Because God will put the best stuff of your life on the other side of that pain. So if you avoid the pain, you never get to what God... That's right. Am I preaching, Minister D.L.? Okay, so, so here it is. So Timothy has his background. He's got it. We have a background. He's living with, he's been anointed. He's been in church all his life. Come on, somebody, talk to me. He's God's man, but he's the world's little punk. Come on, come on, come on. He, he, he really don't fit in. Okay? And so he, he's struggling. So Tim, he ain't, he ain't with it. That's why Paul got to stir him up. That's why Paul's got to come back to him. But hold on. What about Paul? So Timothy's got his problem. Y'all say Timothy got his problem. But Paul's got his problems too. He's on the other end of the spectrum. Paul's a straight out thug. He's a straight out hood brother. I saw that Hank. He's, he's a straight out hood brother. Come on. He, he's straight out hood. And he will bust a cap at, at, at a moment's notice. All you got to do with Paul is look at him wrong. You ain't got to say nothing to Paul. If you look at Paul wrong, he's going to get you. If you're a Christian, he's definitely going to get you. Because his job was to persecute the saints. To either kill them or put them in jail, one or the other. And he didn't care which. So he's got some issues. He's got some PSTD. He's got some anger management issues. Come on. You don't even mention, he don't even hear about his mom and daddy. So that boy grew up in the streets. Paul was crazy. Paul would take you out. He didn't care. Paul was a rough dude. He was rough around the edges. But he had an encounter. He had an encounter while he's on his way to do some business. Come on, somebody. He's locked. He's loaded. He's cocked. He's ready to go. And he meets Jesus, and Jesus gangsta slaps him. So if you go, if you, let me tell you why he gangsta slapped him. Because he's a gangster. And gay knows gay. So if I'm going, if I'm going to deal with a gangster, I'm 
yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he does. You don't, you don't walk up to a bully and say, uh, excuse me, can I sit here? No, you tell that fool, make it out of my way before I hurt you. Smack you into the middle of next week. Come on, somebody. So Jesus don't pull no punches with him. And parenthetically, while I'm there, I need you to understand Jesus ain't nobody's punk. Oh, uh, you're a little snot, you know, little nice, little Jesus in the main, just sitting on your little dashboard, bobblehead, back and forth. No, that ain't the one. That ain't the one. No, the Jesus we know went to hell. Come on, somebody. And stole the keys to hell, death, and the grave, and came back up. He went down there and kicked some devil butt. When's the last time you kicked the devil's butt? Bad boy right there. Yeah, he's a bad boy. He don't play. Sit down, Dan Trail, before you get in trouble, boy. So here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Paul's got a history. He's got a struggle. He's got a, he's got a hit. It is this Paul who has a bad reputation, who is now a Christian. Watch this. And he's mentoring Timothy. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. God gonna, Jesus won't leave you with, like he found you. That's right. That's right. That's right. I, see, that, that went right over all y'all's head. Let me say it again. Let me say it again. Paul, who was a straight up thug, is now mentoring G, uh, uh, Timothy. And mama's boy. So you got the thug with the little sweetums. And Paul has to harden his boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta, you gotta toughen this boy up. That's what he does, right? You know how it is. You, you a single mom, and you, and you know your little son want to be around you all the time. But what are you trying to do? You find a, try to find a man to toughen him up. Come on, you, you, because you know that he, you know the world that he's going to inherit. And you know he can't go into this world as soft as he is. So you 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 get him with somebody like Minister DL who's got muscles coming out of his ears. And you make sure and he will toughen him up. That's right. That's right. So Timothy is being, watch this, this is key. Because Paul's been developed at this point. He's authorized by God to do this ministry. He's still, a, he's still got the thug reputation. Okay, and in one text of the scripture, the background, he says that Jesus counted him faithful and called him to the ministry. Hold on. Not based, it wasn't, watch this, remember the text we just read, not based on our power, but his power. So he said, this cat is so faithful to the thugism See, I'm getting ready to mess you all up right now. He's so faithful to the thugism that all I got to do is give him one good, long, hard smack, change his life, get him a little bit of teaching, and I'm going to turn him into a man of God. And we call him now the Apostle Paul. And you do know he's the guy that ripped two-thirds of the New Testament. The thug. You know, you don't know what somebody's going to be. You better not write anybody off. If they're out there and they're a mess, it's because, number one, you 
need to understand that they're not your mess, they're God's mess. And if you just put some prayer on their mess, we might get a miracle and that might be a message. There it is. So now, Thug Paul is mentoring little Tim. Little soft Tim. You can't get anywhere if you don't have somebody mentoring you. That's right. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how good you can preach. I don't care how good you can sing. I don't care how good you can dance. If you don't have someone mentoring you, I don't care how good you can speak. I don't care how good you are at whatever you're good at. If you don't have someone mentoring you, you're not getting it. You start a job, and you good. They hired you. And you're the best one in there. But you want to go to management. Unless you have someone in management mentoring you, there are no doors open for you. Because you can't get there on your own. Somebody say amen. amen. Look at your neighbor and tell them I can't get there on my own. All right, that's my number two. Look at your neighbor so y'all should be all right. Because I'm almost done. So in 1 Timothy, Paul exhorts Timothy with strong encouragement. He tells him, watch this, in verse 1 of chapter, uh, of chapter 1, he says, listen, boy, I know what's in you, and this is what I need you to understand. First, the first thing I want you to do, Pastor Nicky, he says this, teach no other doctrine. That's good right there. Hold on. He said, I don't want you to teach any other doctrine except the doctrine of Jesus Christ. That's all you're going to teach. He said, don't teach no other doctrine. Don't you come up with some little nice mamby-pamby message that makes people scream and shout and, and, and hang from the chandeliers and jump and they leave out of church and don't know what happened. He said, I want you to, I want you to preach one doctrine, and that is the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Doctrine, watch this, is, is literally the, 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 and there's a difference between the doctrine and the law because Timothy's come up in the law. See, that's why he has to tell him he didn't come up in the law. He came up around the law. Y'all understand? Because he's Jew. He's a Jew. So the reality is, watch this. He, uh, uh, hey, he comes up around the law, so he's familiar with it. So, so Paul tells him, you know what? All that stuff sounds good. But, but I don't want you nowhere near. He goes on. You got to read for yourself. But he goes on to tell him, he says, the law, watch this, is not for the righteous. He said, that's not for us. The law is for the lawless. People that don't know how to conduct themselves. That's who that's for. That's not for you. So, so, so you teach this doctrine. Now, let's get into it. Doctrine is, watch this, it is the belief of infrastructure of the gospel that guards and governs your life. The gospel is like scaffolding on a building. It allows you to build your life based on what's around you. You, you understand what I'm saying? It is scaffolding. It holds you up. The gospel of Jesus Christ will hold you up when you fall. It'll hold you up. Amen. It'll keep your reputation when it should be bad. Oh, that's right. 
the gospel of Jesus Christ will keep you and keep you safe in a certain terrain that doesn't allow you to expand outside of borders and zones that you should not be in. That's what it is. The doctrine. It is the belief in the infrastructure of the gospel of Jesus Christ that guards and governs our life. That's what it is. The law the law is just rules. Right. It's rules. Right. Watch this. And penalties. You break the law. You go to jail. Because the law is void of grace. So it demands that you pay. Wow. Wow. Say Paul's hood, y'all. Go ahead and just say it real quick. But before before I go to my next point, aren't you glad that you don't have to live by the law? I'm not talking about the state of Ohio law. Because it's 70 on the freeway. You drive an 80, you just got a ticket and your car. Okay? Yeah. Right? Okay. All right. So we gotta we gotta do that. But watch this. Amen. Don't want it no more. But in verse 6, see, I'm, I'm gonna give you a clue that Paul is kind of good. Watch this. Verse 6. Paul makes a statement. Watch this, y'all. It's crazy. I never saw this before in my life. I've read it a thousand times. He says, from which, he's talking about the gospel, and he says, stir it up, you know, right? But he goes on to say, he said, from which some having swerved have turned aside unto vain jangling. Hold on, did y'all see that? Paul said, he used the word swerved. <laughs> well, if swerved ain't a hood word, I don't know what is. Minister huh? I, 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 I can just see it now. We ought to get t-shirts that say, don't swerve, and put 1 Timothy 1.6 on. Don't swerve, 1 Timothy 1.6. And when people ask you what that means, you tell them. Okay, so well, let me tell you before y'all before y'all go tell them. We and we get the t-shirts made. Here it is, here it is, here it is. Swerve means that there are people who have deviated from the faith. From the gospel of this teaching. They done swerve because they're trying to get around Jesus. See what what, what you doing when you don't want to give your life to the Lord, you swerve it. You trying to get around, come on somebody. You're trying to get around a God that's trying to get around you. And you swerving. Come on. So so, so listen. Listen to me strong here. Listen. You can't afford to swerve. When life is beating you up, don't swerve. Come on, somebody. When, when, when the devil is on your trail, don't swerve. When, you, when your faith is on trial, don't swerve. When you're, when you're, when you're living in the contradiction, don't swerve. When trouble is in your home, don't swerve. When your kids are acting crazy, don't swerve. When your boss hates you, don't swerve. 
when you get fired, don't swerve. Number three, look at your neighbor and say, don't swerve. Don't swerve. Don't That's a t-shirt. Amen. Now, Paul himself is not without contradiction. Suspect. Watch this. And I said it earlier. He said Jesus found me faithful. But faithful in what? He ain't had no time with Jesus. Yeah. Now he had that little time he was down there, he had, but he was lost in the sauce. He smacked him, made him blind. He had to go hook up with somebody and get mentored. That's right. That's right. So that's how God works. Right. He gives you a problem. Yes. Put things completely out of your control. Yes. Yes. That's right. Yes. You can't Facebook book nobody. You can't Instagram them. Right. You can't call nobody. All of your resources are out around. The only person you can do is turn to God. So what he does is he creates those circumstances. Yes, he does. You can't even swerve when you're there. Wow. Come on now. Wow. You can't. Ain't nothing to do. You got one option. God will make himself the only option in your life. If that's what he has to do to get your attention, he will do that. And I got good news for you. If you don't know Lord Jesus Christ, you should say, he did it for everybody that got saved. Okay, he brought you down to one option. It's either God or you just gonna die in this mess. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. 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 Now watch this. God's grace will cover us. Here it is. Well, let me let me just say this. Okay, so Paul's ministry uh, as the gospel through the, he's ministering rather through the gospel. He's ministering the gospel through the contradiction in which he's living. Because he has more reputation in Thugville than he does in the church. So he's living with the contradiction of that. Because people are constantly reminding him of what he used to do. Matter of fact, the saints even said, you want us to do what? Talk to him? Excuse me, brother, brother Faster. Excuse me. Uh, he been killing the saints. Right. right. I, 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 I don't know. Jesus. You want us to go talk to him? Right. If, if it's all like that, why don't you go talk to him? Yeah. <laughs> Already did. Uh -huh. That's why I'm sending you to him. Amen. 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 But, 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 but Paul has to live with that. We all have to live with that. That's right. right. We all have to live in that space. That's right. Come on. Oh, thank That's you, right. Holy Ghost. I That's just right. I'm I'm, I'm about to mess up. Right. See. Sometimes we have to live with that Ellen Novella Lynch when we are saved. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, what am I talking about? Mm -hmm. You save and you still mess up. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. Wow. Amen. You got to live with the contradiction. Yeah. yeah. Because people have, they funny. When you save and you err, the saints forget that grace is applied to you too. They have forgotten that grace is on your life. I, I, I can't even go into that because I, I see the looks right there. Y'all like, uh-uh, keep going. You need to move on, Pastor, because, you know, I don't want you talking about me like that. And I'm not talking about you. But here it is. The grace is applied to your life, too. The scripture tells us is one if they're consumed in a fault, what we should do? Let ye that are spiritual. Now, if you ain't spiritual, sit down and learn something. 
Okay, you that, that ain't for you. But you need that is spiritual. What are we supposed to do? Restore such a one in what? In a man of spirit of meekness, what? So and, and what does it go on to tell us? Considering ourselves. Another words, remember when you messed up. All right, all right. So, so here it is. Everybody say contradiction. God's grace covers us in our failures. Thank you, Jesus. Now, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. If God's grace did not cover us tish in our failures, then we would have nothing but the law. If there was no grace. Then the only thing that you could get after failure is penalty. I'm preaching better than you responding right now. The only thing you could get after a failure is the penalty. But Jesus comes, buys the failure with his blood. Come on, somebody. Purchases it with his blood and then puts the penalty on himself. Drop the mic preaching right there. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel happy in my spirit because when I think about the goodness of Jesus, when I think about the time when I messed up, when I think about when I failed, when I think about the real thing that I did wrong and the big stuff that y'all see and the one thing God hid behind his back that wouldn't let y'all see it. Without the grace of God, I'm under the law of penalty. And there's no judge that can change the law. Well, sit down, y'all. In verse 18, I'm coming home. Just give me a minute. In verse 18, he says here, he tells Timothy, he says, I know you're living in the contradiction. Thank you, Jesus. Because I got to remind you to stir this thing up. I got to remind you of the deposit that is in you. Can I tell you something? Yes, sir. There was a deposit that is in you that came to you just because you were around the saints. You didn't even ask for it. You don't even know when it happened. But there's a grace on you that came around. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I'm enough hood to understand that when I went into the, to the house party and they were smoking weed, even though I didn't smoke none, I got what's called a contact high. And if marijuana can touch me when I don't want it, I know the Holy Ghost can touch me when I don't want it. Glory, 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 And he and, and the marijuana don't have more power than the power of God. There are prayers that my grandmother and grandfather prayed that are still touching me. Come on, somebody. That's keeping me out of the club. That's keeping me out of mess. That's keeping me out of trouble. Because somebody prayed for me. 
And how did he even know it? God. 
Let me read the text again. Let no one despise thy youth. Now we got a whole new spin on it. Now we have a whole new understanding because you can be young in God, and if you are young in God, you are guaranteed to make mistakes. That's right. That's right. That's right. You didn't come out of your mother's womb and just pop up and start walking. Like, what up? What y'all doing? I don't think about give me a steak. You didn't do that. That's right. That's right. Matter of fact, oh man, thank you, Holy Ghost. Matter of fact, your whole development was built on failures. If you didn't fall, then you wouldn't know you needed to crawl. If you didn't crawl, you wouldn't develop an equilibrium. Because it's clear you don't have one when you try to stand up and walk. That's why you're on the ground. So your all of your development is based on failure. Don't touch the stove. Don't touch the stove and tell you a million times until you touch the stove. And then the one has to tell you again. I'm almost done. Bear with me. So he says, let no one despise you. Don't let them put you down. Watch this. And tell you you can't praise God like that. Because you just got saved. Don't let them put you down and make you believe that you are not who God called you to be. Because you ain't had time in it like everybody else. Come on, somebody. That's like saying, if I jump in the ocean and you already in it, that you wetter than me. <laughs> we both wet. Come on, somebody. All right. I'm almost done. So verse 14, he says, watch this. He says, don't neglect the gift that is in you. It's up. You got the stuff in you, man. Don't you neglect this gift. Can I look you around and look you in your eye and you won't get mad at me? You got a gift in you. Don't you neglect your gift. It, 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 it bothers me when people say, I don't know what my gift is. Yes, you do. All you have to do is think about what, what really you get excited about. Think about your history. Think about what you what the things that you excelled at when you were young. Think about what you dreamed about. And life. Uh, and, and its troubles and its pains and its struggles made you forget what you really wanted. That's your gift. Everybody got a gift. Come on. And, 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 and it didn't have to be some tangent, something tangible. You don't have to have a gift to write a book. But do you have a gift to love? Do you have a gift to show grace to people? Do you have a gift to pray? Do you have a gift just to be a smiling face. Amen. You'd be surprised how many folk just that's can't smile. Right. That's right. Come on. That, that's a gift. So watch this. He, he, he tells him, don't neglect what's in you. The prophetic word that's been spoken in your life. The, the impartation that you receive by the laying on of hands. And let me just stop there and just say this real quick. I'm, I'm going to say this. There is right now in the body of a Christ. There are not there are too many few impartations. People have pop-up ministries. They pop up on the keyboard. They pop up on the drums. 
praise and worship team. And usually they pop up in visible places. I don't see nobody popping up to clean the bathroom. That's right. So, so, so the challenge is, y'all, y'all, are y'all hearing the Holy Ghost? Amen. Are you really hearing the Holy Ghost? There, there, so, so watch this. There has to be a sitting down and a space and time that you don't, first of all, you can't schedule your impartation. Your pastor will ultimately, God will say, tap the pastor on the shoulder and impart something to you. Amen. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. See, we don't hear that anymore. That's right. So people are, they, 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 they just say, watch this. God speaks to me just like he speaks to you. That's what they say. Okay. okay. All right. Guess what you just did? You scheduled a conference with God. Good luck. Good luck with that. Miriam and Aaron, good luck. Good luck. Yeah, okay, let me move on, let me move on. So verse 15, he begins to give me more instruction. He says, look, spend time meditating on the things of God. What I want you to do, you need to spend some time in meditation. What is he saying? I want you to cultivate your relationship with God. That's what he's saying, right? Verse 16, he says, take heed to the doctrine that you preach. In other words, don't be preaching stuff that you ain't living. Don't do it, Tim. He said, because the same words you preach, you're going to have to live by that thing. So make sure. Come on, that's what he's saying. Watch this. Now watch this. He, now I can't go into all the instructions that he has, but watch this. In verse uh, 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 in, 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 in 6, rather, he, he goes on to these. What does he say? Wherefore, uh, I put, he, he says, put the in remembrance, right? He reminds him of those things. The Apostle Paul, uh, he, he literally taps into the prophetic realm here. We think about Paul as an apostle, but this apostle also has a prophetic nature. Because remember, he said in the last days, they won't be able to endure sound doctrine. What is Paul talking about? He said they won't be able to endure sound doctrine. I believe that's in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 7. He says, I, he says they won't be able to endure sound doctrine. Watch. They will be. They will seek. They will heap on themselves yeah. teachers having itching ears. In other words, if you don't preach what I want you to preach, I'm out of here. Oh, by the way, and don't give me a correction. Watch this. People don't want leadership. That's right. That's right. They want sugar daddy pastors to feed them what they want. And when that pastor, is, who is a leader, begins to operate in the leadership aspect, because they, the pastor, they, they, they come with the fivefold gifts. Come on, somebody. It's, all right? They, they're apostles, they're prophets, they're teachers, and they're preachers. Right? And so the reality is we got to be prepared for that. All right, let me move on, because y'all, y'all can't take no more. All right? The apostle Paul taps into the prophetic realm when he begins to prophesy to Timothy about the last days. You can read that for yourself. I gave you the scripture. God wants to prepare you for the harvest. That's the point of the contradiction. The point of the contradiction is to prepare you for a harvest. What are you talking about, Pastor Mark? If you don't know how to relate to people because you came from never, never land and you never did this and you never did that, then how can you bring in the harvest because you can't even relate to them? And we do this often because we forget we 
which is our failures, our challenges, our struggles. We conceal that. And what we do is we hold up the shiny thing. We hold up the ministry that we have now and the anointed person that we are now. But if you're going to save a soul, you're going to have to be, a, be able to relate to them. Now you say, well, Pastor Mark, that's good and that sounds wonderful, but let me make it real for you. When Jesus put on this clothing of flesh, he came down to relate to us. Now what makes us think for even a millisecond, that is if our Savior has to come down and put on flesh to relate to us, that we don't have to show folks our stars, our flesh, to relate to them. Okay, okay. So so, so God wants to pray for the harvest. Hi. He will do it. He's going to do it through the, the contradiction. That's what he's going to use. He's going to use the contradictions. Watch this. He used it. Here it is. Here it is. And I'm done after this. Jesus himself was born to a single mother. The contradiction. The king of kings. The lord of lords. Born in a stable. Come on, somebody. Born in poverty. Come on, somebody. To a single mom. With, with with an earthly dad who's trying to tip out. He like the he he, he he come on somebody talk to me. He like he like he like the Baptist usher or the Baptist deacon who put their one finger up and try to tip out. That's what he's doing. He's trying to get out of the whole thing. Come on. I'm not talking about Baptist folks. I'm talking about our Savior here. I'm saying here that, that that's what's going on. Jesus is born to a single mother. Watch this. He 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 rubs spit and mud. In the eyes of a blind man. Come on, I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about Jesus, y'all. It's a contradiction. What is a king doing with spit and blood? Come on, somebody. He kicked, He was kicked out of church for bad behavior. I'm talking about the contradiction. I'm, I'm talking about the contradiction. He didn't come saying what they thought he would say. Doing what he, they thought he would do. He's kicked out because of his contradiction. Watch this. He told the world that he was a son of God. And they had never seen the God that he was referring to. It's the contradiction. Even though he had seen him face to face. Walk with him and talk with him. And, 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 and touched him. Come on somebody. And they say to him, you're crazy if you think you're the son of God. It's the contradiction. Jesus has to deal with the contradiction. He eats, watch this, with sinners. Another contradiction. Because you weren't supposed to eat with sinners. He's, he's living out of the contradiction. He's saving us out of the contradiction. Watch this. Watch this. He, he hung out with lepers. You're not even supposed to be around lepers. Matter of fact, they're supposed to be outside the city limits. Again, he's living. He's preaching. He's experiencing in the contradiction. Come on, come on, talk back to me. Watch this. He had a meeting with a prostitute. Come on, somebody. Matter of fact, he scheduled Minister DL. He scheduled the meeting with the prostitute. Come on, somebody. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. What is he doing meeting with a prostitute? Come on, somebody. It's the contradiction. He's ministering out of the contradiction. He's saving out of the contradiction. He's saving us and doing ministry to us out of the contradiction. Come on. He had women follow him, and they ministered to them out of their substance. Oh, my God, what are all these women doing following me? You mean you ain't sleeping with none of them? Come on, somebody. He's ministering.
Yeah. 